Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hi, guys. Welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm sitting down with Kate Croco. She is the author of Thinking Like a Boss, Uncover and Overcome the Lies Holding You Back from Success. Kate, can you start off just telling us a little bit about yourself? Hey, thank you so much for having me today. So I'm Kate Croco. I'm a psychotherapist, a confidence and mindset coach for female leaders, and I just wrote a book called Thinking Like a Boss. I live in New York with my husband, rescue dog Turbo, and my two little girls, Annabelle and Charlie. Annabelle is almost three and Charlie's 18 months. And it's it's been a lot of fun. It's just been honestly like a blessing having them home right now. Yeah. getting to spend this extra time with them. So we're recording right now, right in the <laughs> middle of this crazy um, COVID crisis. And so you're in New York, <clears throat> about 75 minutes north of New York City, where things are a bit crazy. Um, tell me, just in a, a little snapshot, what is your world like right now, your day-to-day living with being a very busy work-from-home mom, your husband was working from home as well with these two little kids. Uh, what does your life look like right now? It's, in some ways, it's actually less chaotic than it was before. Because tell, tell me how. What's that? Tell me how. Before it was like go 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 in the business. My husband was commuting into Manhattan every day for work, and kids were at daycare three or so days days a week, depending on the week. So everything was like very regimented. And I felt like, it's funny because in the start of the year, I kept saying, God, please help me be more intentional this year. Hmm. I really just want to spend more time with the kids. And I'm not sure how to make that happen with the way that our my business is going. My husband and I also have multiple businesses together. He works full time. Um, and I just kept feeling this pull to be more present with them, but I wasn't able to find a way to do it. Yeah. And I think it was, honestly, it was my choice, right? Because nothing has changed in my business since all of this happened, but I've made the decision to step back a little bit because now I have this opportunity to be more present with them. So I feel like a stay-at-home mom which is fun and so much work. It's exhausting. Yeah. I, all the stay-at-home moms, I give you so much credit. Um, I feel like a stay-at-home mom. And then I'm also like trying to work my business in little pockets of the day without being so attached to the outcome like I used to be. Wow. There's so much I could unpack there. Um, first of all, just the very practical, where are you finding those pockets of time? Yeah. So right now I've been um, waking up every morning at five. My husband typically starts work around 8.39-ish. 
My first uh, three-year-old wakes up around 5.30. 18-month-old wakes up around 7.30. So I put the three-year-old in front of the TV first thing in the morning. I used to always feel guilty about letting them watch too much TV, but now I'm like, this is survival. Yeah, It's okay. Like release the guilt. So from 5 to 5.30 until she wakes up is my time with Jesus. My coffee, I get my coffee set up the night before. It gives me something to look forward to and just time to like scroll a little bit, like read the news if I want to, catch up on some emails. And then 5.30 to 7.30, three-year-old gets to watch TV. I get to work in my business. Um, And then if they take naps during the day, I'll get to work a little bit more. My husband um, has been so... Because again, I am my own boss. I get to decide like how I run my business. But for him at a nine to five, he has to still work. Like right. he can't just say like, oh, I can't work during these hours because um, my wife has to work. So we've decided that like I'm taking care of the kids during the day, during his lunch break, um, which is now like I'll get one hour to record a podcast, to do whatever I need to do in my business. And then later on in the day, once he's done with work, he'll give me a little bit of time. Um, And I've honestly just been going to bed early just um, to be able to get up early again in the morning. I'm like, again, stay-at-home mom thing is exhausting. And I'm like beat by four o'clock. I'm like ready for bed. Well, I want to unpack all that for just a second because I think – what you've set up here is you've really, you've made a plan and you've said, basically in some ways, you know, it's not ideal because you're having to, you know, you're getting up at five to do this and your husband's taking after, uh, looking after the kids and his lunch break and all those things. But you guys have made a plan that works for each of you. And then you're doing things also that are going to care for you. So I love that you're like, I'm setting the coffee maker to have something to look forward to. I'm getting up and having my quiet time. And then going to bed early. So I love that really what you're doing is you are, you're really disciplining yourself in many ways, which I think is key right now. And then I heard you offering grace all over the place, grace for yourself and for, you know, your husband and for kids, which I think is also really, really key right now. Uh, One question I had for you is you mentioned early on about um, letting go of the outcomes And I think that's a place where people can get a bit stuck, right? So whether you are having to homeschool your kids and you're attached to outcomes or something has, you know, you've been working out at this gym hardcore and you can't do that anymore. So what are the things that you can help people kind of pivot a little bit when their mindset of letting go of some of those outcomes? Mm, I think when we hold on so tightly to them, we're always disappointed, Hmm. right? Like we never get the outcome that we're hoping for. So I learned this early on. I struggled almost my whole life with an eating disorder, found recovery in 2010 or 2009, I should say. Um, And I was the person who was always tied to outcomes, like that number on the scale, the size of the pants, like so tied that like my life was so controlled and I had no control over my life anymore. And I've learned, especially also being a mom, is you have to just surrender. It's about surrendering, giving yourself grace, and just learning to be really flexible. 
Like we know that God has a plan and it's all going to work out in the end. So why have that anxiety of being so tied to that outcome? Drive yourself crazy. Like put the time into whatever it is that you're trying to grow right now, but just release that outcome because what's going to happen is going to happen. Um, and I think it's just, it's so freeing. Like even this time, like I had these plans of coming back into my business a little bit more full time this quarter, kids being at daycare an extra day each week and like, Oh, this is wonderful. I get to bring in more income for my family now because I'll get to be more present with in my business. And at first it was hard to realize, okay, like I'm not going to be able to do that right now. Like I can still bring in some income, but it's not going to be what I was trying to grow and get to. Um, but looking at it at, at, in a different way that like, this is going to be a time in my business where I can do a lot more self-discovery and like, maybe I can't do a ton of client contact hours, but I can be growing it in different ways in the background right now. Um, so I think just telling yourself that like, no matter what that outcome is, like you're always going to win. Like there's no right or wrong outcome. Mm -hmm. I love that you just um, talked about that idea of your feelings at first were, you know, okay, it's frustration, it's disappointment, it doesn't look the way I thought it uh, would be. And then you've done that mental shift to say, what are the opportunities? And you saw opportunities to be intentional with your kids, um, to have this time with your family. But also, I love that you just shared about that. There are almost these like secret opportunities in your business available to you that wouldn't be available if you were just go, go, going. And so you're actually seizing that moment. And I think wherever we are at in life right now, there are these like secret opportunities of things that we can think about things in a different way because we're recognizing things are coming up. Um, we're slowing down. And so I know my husband shared about that for himself as well for his business. Um, I mean, it's a nonprofit ministry, but it's the same kind of thing where it's like, what can I be thinking about right now? What can I be doing in the background to actually help when this thing is over, when life goes back to normal? Um that we can actually do things in a different way. So I know for me as a mom, one of my thoughts was um, very practically, how can I teach the kids a little bit more about helping maintain their rooms because yeah. we're home all the time, making their beds, doing things that sometimes we don't seem to really have the time for, knowing that I can seize that as an opportunity, teaching them right now because we've slowed down so that when we are back to normal, we actually have some good rhythms and things in place. So um, for women who are feeling like this just this just sucks, I'm, I'm stuck at home. Where are my opportunities? Um, how can we kind of encourage women? Um, I know in your book, you talk a lot about um, various lies, right? I love that you kind of uncover these lies. And one of the lies is uh, I'm not ready to start. Yeah. I don't, uh, I need to have it all together. Um, how can, how can women begin to sort of realize what the lies are in their life and begin to uncover them? Yeah. So I love that you brought up a couple of those lies because I feel like this moment right now is for a lot of people, like a 
pause moment, a moment to go within and to identify those lies of like, I don't feel like I'm together enough. I'm not ready. I don't have the time to pursue my dreams. So I think first, like sitting down and identifying like, what lie have you been telling yourself? What have you been Mm -hmm. saying? Um, And let's just say it's like not having enough time, which is a lie that a lot of moms, you know, struggle with. Um, Is it really, so asking yourself some questions, is it really the time piece or is it a fear? Like, what are you actually afraid of? Um, Are you afraid of failing? Are you afraid of succeeding? I think sometimes we don't talk about that part of it too, but often for some, especially for moms, um, it can be easy to also take on that fear. And I had a client actually say this on a call yesterday. I'm afraid of succeeding because I don't have enough time right now. So if I become successful in whatever this is, like maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you have, you want to start a side business or you want to write a book or you want to start a podcast or write a devotional, you feel like your plate is so full. So you can't even imagine succeeding because how will you keep up with it? So I think first, like asking yourself, like, what are those lies? What are you telling yourself? And how can we put those lies aside and take some steps of action to start moving forward. So in many ways, this is a gift to a lot of people having this extra time to be home. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's strange because again, like I mentioned before, it's, I have less time right now with the kids being home all the time, but I feel like time is almost more abundant. It gets you in a place where you can just start to maybe just think a little bit deeper, go a little bit more within because there's so much vulnerability around us. Right. And I, I feel like these times, like a lot, a lot of good is going to come from it. And a lot have, has already. Um, but I feel like a lot of ideas right now are going to be birthed soon in the future because people are allowing themselves to slow down and to start to actually think. Absolutely. You know, that's one of my favorite things to talk about is, is that idea of, are we giving ourselves space to think? Are we even thinking about what we're thinking about? And as you're talking, it reminded me of a woman recently who was talking about habits and she was sharing about how, you know, the way we think really is a habit, right? We get into those ideas. And so you're talking about this idea of, do we have enough time? And I heard you say um, recently, this idea of how we can actually blame time. So we can have this excuse of, I don't have enough time. That is why I can't. And I was thinking, yeah, we use it almost as this um, excuse in our back pocket. Can you do this thing? Or do you want to, why aren't you pursuing your dreams? Oh, I'm going to throw out my excuse here. I'm going to blame it on not having enough time. And so my thought is, you know, we we are given this gift of time, even though for many of us it might mean um, doing things differently. Or I found I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm homeschooling my kids, so it doesn't feel like I have more time. Um, what would you... What would you say for women? How can they kind of begin to shift their mindset when it comes to time and using their time well? 
So one thing I always say is today's the most time you'll ever have. Hmm. And I was the person who used to frantically run around the house. Like my husband would call me out on it saying, but I just don't have enough time to do that. Like, I don't have enough time to take the dog out. And this was before kids, before my load was like it is today. I always use that excuse of not having time when I think for some, it's freeing when you can just say, actually, that's not a priority. Right. I think we, again, we use it as an excuse because maybe that thing isn't a priority. But if we want something bad enough, we will find the time to make it happen. So asking yourself, like, how badly do I want this thing? Do I really want to write this book? Or do I feel like I should because, like, all my other friends are writing books? Or do I really want this? Or is it because other people think that I should do this? So, what is it that you really want? And now starting to tell yourself, okay, today's the most time I'll ever have. So I need to get started. And if I really want what it is I'm saying I want, I need to start setting boundaries. I need to start cutting out things that are not necessary because we go through life. And I think this is a great time to just like sort of take inventory of like, what are the time wasters? Like the things that we're doing every day out of habit that we're just doing over and over again, maybe we're even saying over and over again, what are those things you can start to cut out? And I always say like, just start with three, like what are three things immediately you can cut out? And I actually ask myself this question every week. I look at my calendar. I look at, I sort of like take a mental snapshot of like the things that I've been engaging in and like, how can I find more time? Because there is time out there and it's just about us setting our priorities, setting boundaries and looking for opportunities to create more time for ourselves. I love that. Um, I can definitely echo what you were saying about um, feeling like I had no time before I had kids. And when I look back, I think, oh man, my bedroom before kids was a bomb. Like I, for some reason in my mind, I never had time to clean it. And now I think I have three kids. I have a part-time job. I create content like this podcast. I do things and yet my bedroom is clean. I think I just made sort of that mental shift to say, no, I'm actually taking the time. This is important to me. At the end of the night, I'm putting my clothes away. I'm vacuuming. I'm doing whatever. Um, And so I think some of it really is that idea of how do I, how do I prioritize what I value and um, begin to kind of take some of those action steps, right? Even if they're little steps, I think sometimes we can get really intimidated by the big things that we want to do and we don't you know, just start. So what would you say to the woman who's like, yeah, I have a little bit of a dream? Because I think this is a great time, like you said, as we're thinking, this is a great time to dream, right? So maybe your life has been turned upside down. Great. So what could your life look like going forward? Like, what do you want? Maybe your life wasn't working great before anyway. So uh, what could you dream about? And how could you start? So can you just speak to that for a little bit, uh, this idea, the lie that holds us back from starting? Yeah. So I would say start to write, start to journal. I always start with like going inward. What are those dreams that you have? And what are some small little steps of action 
that you can take to get there. So I didn't just like wake up one day and start my business. I had the dream and I started with, I always say like, start with Google, just go to Google, like how to start a business or how to, whatever it is that you want to do, like learn how to cook something really special or um, learn a new hobby or write a book. Just start doing little tiny things every day that scare you. So at first it feels intimidating to like, okay, I'm going to Google how to start a business or I'm going to like do some research. Cause I think we're afraid of like, okay, what if I look into this and like, I'm actually not cut out to do this or it actually is impossible for me because of finances. Again, we start going through all those lies, but just face it, like go do that small thing every single day that scares you. And before you know it, Whatever that dream is, if you keep doing those scary things, it's going to be there right before you. And honestly, my book, it started because I was a hot mess of a mom. It was my first baby. I was just really struggling. I felt isolated. I felt like I lost my whole business. I know it sounds a little dramatic. And I had the joy of having this beautiful new baby. But again, I felt like I was sort of losing myself. And I just started to write on my phone. I was in the nursing chair all day. I downloaded uh, Google Docs and just started to type and write out my feelings. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe someday I could share these in a blog or maybe they could turn into a book. And then I just started to do a little bit of research and do things that spark curiosity, that get you thinking a little bit bigger. And again, just even if they feel scary, just take one little step toward it. Yeah. I remember um, maybe about two years ago or so, I just started an Instagram account because I was starting to write and pursue writing. And um, I had stumbled upon an author coach who we both know. And she had really encouraged me like, you need to, you need to start posting things on Instagram. And so that to me felt like the scariest thing ever. Like just throwing it out there and I remember doing my first post and I was like I can't even I'm logging off I can't look back at this for hours because it felt so scary to me and each time I have put myself out there so whether it is starting a website having a blog starting a podcast or recently um, launching my uh, study online is like each one of those things is scary but they almost build on each other and I know Yes, this makes me feel a little nauseous and this is scary, but I've I've done this before. I did started with a little step and then another little step. And I think that's part of it. Like, you know, a lot of people will talk about this idea of doing it scared, right? Like you're going forward. It doesn't mean you wait until this magical moment where you suddenly feel like, yeah, I'm qualified. And, you know, one of the things I think that can hold us back is waiting for permission almost like someone's going to come along and say hey I'm giving you permission to do this thing and and walking um you know giving us a certificate or something but often it's just us saying I have this dream I have this idea I have this thing I want to pursue and like you said earlier in the show I'm actually letting go of the outcome yeah. I'm going to pursue because we do have that fear of failure. And I think underlying, we do have that fear of success. So I remember years ago, I um, 
really wanted to lose uh, weight after one of my kids. And I, but I remember thinking, oh, if I lose weight, I'm not going to fit into all of these pants. Almost like I'm fearing the success. Uh, and I thought, what a, my husband was like, that's actually a silly reason to not pursue it. Right. So sometimes we have these things. So I love what you just said about journaling, getting things out there, um, kind of allowing those things to come to the surface. So then we can deal with them. One, um, yep. One other thing I wanted to mention too, which I think will be helpful for listeners is imagine what it would feel like to be in those shoes of having that thing that you really desire. So whatever it is that really scares you, like what will that feeling, like how will that change your life? How will you, like how proud of yourself will you be? Because that's what I think of is like when I'm, I'm really scared to speak to large groups of people at a time. It just, it scares me. Yeah. But I'll do it because I'll think of like that high that I'll have after of feeling so proud of myself because I did something really hard that scared me. Yeah. And then the more that you do that over and over again, consistency grows your confidence. It starts to get easier. I love that because I think initially when we're faced with an opportunity, really, to do something scary, it's easy for us to have that habitual no response. And I remember a few years back, um, the pastor of my church had asked me to speak. And my my gut, like literally my gut felt sick and was like, no, it was screaming no. But I knew God was asking me to step out. And so I just said yes, without even really letting myself talk myself out of it. Um, and again, it was that I was terrified. I thought I was going to start crying, um, you know, or puke at the front of it. Like, it was just like, I'm feeling all these responses. But at the end of it, I was like, I feel so great knowing I said yes to that, knowing I can do hard things. And so that would be some of my encouragement to women who are listening when you're faced with those scary things, not to immediately go for the no. Um, you know, you don't want to be reckless, but um, know that as you step out and you do the thing that feels hard and scary to you, you will actually grow in what I love that you said, you'll grow in confidence. Because I think as women, we want to grow our confidence. We don't always know how. And so maybe we can just chat about that as kind of the last thing we talk about here. How can women grow their confidence? Yeah. So I think it's, it's simple. It's simple, but it's hard. It's just practicing. Mm. It's looking at yourself in like sort of taking a snapshot of where you want to be someday, like that future self of who you want to be and start acting as if you are already her. And the thing is, you are already her. What's keeping you from acting like that person and being that person is just your insecurity. Hmm. So underneath all the layers of insecurity, like that future version of you is already you. So that's what I'll do is I'll visualize. I, I pick a person, someone that I really admire. So mine is Marie Forleo. She's created this. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her created something called yeah. B-School. She's a speaker. And I'll just envision myself like acting as her. And I'm acting as myself, but like in that type of place, like being so confident, speaking to big crowds, um, being excited doing it. And 
I will then act as if I'm that person. And that helps me tremendously. Um, before you know it, once you can continue to do that over and over and over again, eventually you will step into those shoes. And that is like, you're stepping into your own shoes of who you really are underneath that insecurity. So little steps of action. Consistency is what will grow your confidence. I love that. Um, That reminded me of a story a few years ago where um, I was with my kids by myself for a few days. And uh, where I live, there's a ferry um, to get to my parents' house. They live on an island. So I remember I was on the ferry after a long day. And, you know, I felt like I was really struggling as a mom. I had packed up the kids and got them on the van. It just felt like this is a long, hard day. And there was a woman who came up to me and she said, hey, you, you're a great mom. And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And I almost started crying because I was not feeling like a great mom in that moment. And then uh, towards the end of the ferry, I was in the bathroom and trying to make sure the toddler went to the bathroom um, because it had been a long time. And just one of those moments where you're feeling like you're really in the thick of it and the woman came into the bathroom again and she said, you are a great mother. And that moment, I remember walking back to the van and my uh, shoulders went back and my head held high. And I was like, you know what? I am a great mom and I'm going to walk in that. And I thought about the power of her speaking that into my life. And that really transformed things for me to, it's very easy for us to have that negative self-talk. We don't feel like we are where we want to be. And from that moment, I thought I need to be speaking those words of life to myself and saying like, I'm a great mom because I may not feel like it in the moment, but I will start acting like it as I tell myself that I'm a great mom and start to live that out. And so I try to do that with people around me, with my kids, and I try to do that with myself. And I think that's something we definitely need in this season. Um as we are thinking about, hey, what do I want to pursue? I'm thinking about other things in my life, what things I might want to pivot and change. How can I sort of be that person and speak that life over myself even before um, it comes to pass? So I love that encouragement. I love that story. What a wonderful person. I know. It was, you know, every person I talked to was like, I think that was an angel. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, it was really, it was really the power of, how do we speak life and truth over ourselves and over others? Because, you know, we have, I've heard that stat of so many negative thoughts that come our way in a day. And so I really love the idea of being intentional with what we are saying to ourselves, saying to others. And my hope really in this is that, um, like you said earlier, like good things will come in this hard season. None of us have chosen this or wanted this, but I think with some intentional time and thought, uh, we really can come out even stronger on the other side. So Kate, I've loved having you. Mm-hmm. I know people will be interested in checking out your book and um, connecting with you. So where can people find you? Where can they find your book? Yeah. So my website is katecrocco.com. I love hanging out on Instagram, just by name, Kate Crocco. And the book is at all major retailers online. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. Looking forward to um, connecting with you more there. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.